Well, hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Pastor Joe, how's quarantine? Wow, it is really fun. Hi about you, let's talk about me. I have cabin fever. <laughs> you, you, look like it. you look like it. You look like it, like like uh, Tom Hanks from Castaway. <laughs> I feel like Tom Hanks from Castaway. Do you have a little, Let me out. A little ball yes, that you I talk, talk to? to it. Do you really? You're so desperate. Oh, man. A, I see you got a haircut. I got a haircut and I... It's a good one. My wife gave me a haircut. Excellent. And I... You just I'm so mirror, thankful just... for my barber, like for the guy who cuts my hair. We need to give a love, little bit of shout out love <laughs> to your barber, to our to our local barbers, because you know when you cut it yourself, it kind of looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, man, the quarantine world is it's different. It really is, and I am amazed at how the weather impacts my ability to handle quarantine life because we had a couple days of. Cold and rainy, and that's just were the longest days ever. I know. And I think of our friends, some people that are living in apartments, we're living in urban, dense urban centers. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Right. Some stuck inside, living... packed oh, in like a sardine, wow, man. Wow, wow. So, yeah, the weather impacts quarantine. Big time. Family, I mean, sometimes family work, wakes up on the right side of the bed. Seems like they're waking up on the wrong side mostly. And sometimes I'm waking up on the wrong side. I was going to say, I had a couple days like that. It's like, like, I know, I'm snapping at my family and it's 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 hard, hard, right? Yeah, it shows us really quickly the things that change our mood and things that cause us to get discouraged or get excited. Man, I'm just excited right now. Like if the birds are singing, the sun's out and I can get a cup of coffee. Right. Like small things that are really, (laughs) really awesome. Right. For sure. That's cool. All right, let's turn it loose because some people are saying there's stuff all over the internet right now. And some people ask questions about what does coronavirus have to do with sort of biblical prophecy? Where is it in the picture? Like, is this the, is, you know, is this the end of the world? Is it Corona apocalypse? Like, is the world, is this it, man? Great REM song, by the way, end of the world. Great it is a song. great song. Yeah. You should, if you should go listen to that. Or what about Producer Billy Jenny? Jenny? Right here? Or Billy Joel? What's that one song Billy Joel sings? That's like, Jenny, what is that one? You know that one? Oh, oh Billy Joel sings, well, whatever. Billy You'll Joel sings later. a really good one too. She just doesn't have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> She's like, Billy who? <laughs> now just, interesting fact, did Billy Joel sing a song about Allentown? About Allentown, Pennsylvania. He did, but it was because the lyrics for Bethlehem, Pennsylvania didn't work, so he switched it to Allentown, just because it sounded better. No kidding? But is the is coronavirus the end of the world? Is that yeah. what the Bible says? Oh, teaching Pastor Brad, <laughs> please tell us, illuminate to us. Okay. Does, is this what the Bible predicts is what well, the let, end? Let me play that side of it just for a minute. So <clears throat> certainly there is a lot of prophecy in the Bible about what things will look like in what the Bible calls the last days or before the second coming of Christ, right? Now we can look at that. Is that a long period of time, short period of time? What other events are in there? There's various theological views, but we do know that there are going to be some world events, some impact before Christ returns. At least it seems like it when we read prophecy, right? It talks about things like Matthew 24, Jesus himself is talking about there's going to be earthquakes 
famines, wars, rumors of wars. Some translations, in, in the original Greek, there's a word in there that really looks like plagues, pestilence, it says. Oh, pestilence. Right? Is it? And other events that have this sort of global scale. We don't have a lot of day-to-day -day events that have this sort of global impact. Mm -hmm. We have things that have mm -hmm. regional impact. Certainly in America, we don't see a lot of epidemic things like this. Yeah. In the third world, there's a lot of sickness that wipes yeah. out huge groups of people, but, but we're not used to it. So mm -hmm. we look through kind of that lens of Matthew 24 that talks about plagues. You look in various places in Revelation, Revelation 6, see some of these world events, this outpouring of mm -hmm. end time events. And people are kind of wondering, is this global pandemic, does it line up with that? Yep. Yeah, so interesting to think of the Bible teaching us that there are going to be last days. I mean, for some of our viewers right now, that just is mind blowing. But yeah, that's what the Bible teaches, yeah. that there are last days and there is going to be a judgment Day. We talked about that at church yesterday, faithchurchlv.com. If you want to watch a sermon kind of on just the fact that Jesus is going to judge the world and there are days leading up to that, yep. that it's probably good for people to know from a Christian perspective, the Bible talks about some of this stuff. Yeah. Does it talk about it generically? Is it speaking, is this specifically pieces of end times prophecy? Another million dollar question. Yeah. And I wonder if every time there's been global problems, because I think you said it really well, we have regional issues all the time. Right. But how often are there global problems? Not as often. So globally, this is something impacting everyone. But there's been other global things that have impacted other people. And I think in other seasons of times where they say, of course, of course, this global event means that Jesus is coming soon, and it didn't it doesn't happen. happen. Yeah, right. Every generation has thought they're the last, all the way back to first century Christians. Yes. Right? Yes. Every generation has thought it's going to happen. Jesus is coming back in our lifetime, and you're right. It, ha it hasn't happened yet. In part, the world hasn't really been able to have <clears throat> a, a global event like this because the world's been so big and so mm. spread out. The world is getting smaller where now a global event is possible. Tell, explain though, what, you know, obviously the world hasn't changed, but why do you say the world is getting smaller? Yeah, because people are moving around so much mm. where we're actually touching other people groups all the time. So if we had, uh, there have been a ton of plagues and things mm -hmm. over the course mm -hmm. of history, and they've, they've stayed regional, they've stayed yeah. somewhat local because that group of people wasn't traveling out because there weren't airplanes and there weren't large ships and things to move people around. So you can be in China or you can be in Australia today and tomorrow or the next day be back here in America. Yes. And so things like disease can move very quickly, Which, where in the past that hasn't happened. For sure. And then just the information age that interconnects us all right. together. So you have the ability to travel and the ability to, to know. know what's going on around the world. Yep. So you have a very unique setting now where there's something global that can take place very differently than the past. Yet, Christians throughout the centuries, I'm sure during the plagues, Christians that were reading their Bible, I'm sure during the 1918 Spanish flu, I'm sure obviously during World War II, it was happening like crazy. Like certainly these must be the last time. So now, is it possible that this is a part of the last end times? I mean, what do you think? 
I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my answer to that is always anything could be a yeah. part of the last times. One of the things that jumps out at to me, it's really helpful, is to think that Jesus says, and the gospel must be preached to the nations, and then the end will come. Yep, into Matthew 24, right? Right, right so there. it's like, okay, two things before that even though, Jesus says no one knows exactly when. Right. So it's like only God knows when those last moments will come, and for Jesus to say the gospel must be preached to the every nation and then the end will come, makes me go, you know, there are still many, 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 many people groups that have not had the opportunity to hear yep. about Jesus. They represent billions of people. And I know our Father. Our Father wants, He is slow. For Second uh, Peter 3, right? He is slow, not wanting anyone to perish but all to come unto repentance to Jesus. So God wants the world to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Is that been possible up till this point? Missiologists and people that study this will go, no, there's still billions of people that haven't had an opportunity to hear. So with that in mind, I go, well, we're always marching closer to the end. Yep. Is this the end? My humble opinion, like no expert, but my humble opinion is, man, lots of people haven't had the opportunity to hear about Jesus and put their trust in Jesus, which would say to me, this is another opportunity for us to turn to God, to talk to God, to lean into who he is, and to tell our friends and neighbors about Jesus because that's what's most important. I don't know. What do you yeah, think? I agree with you. I think that this doesn't necessarily have to point to future events, but can we just use it to point to current events to say that we live in a broken world, that people are dying every day, and that they need Jesus? Like, can mm -hmm. we just use it to point to the brokenness of the current world and our need for Jesus? And not, we don't even need to worry about linking mm -hmm. it to future events. Is this, is this a sign of the end times? I don't know, does that have to be a bucket, or can all of history be a sign that this world is broken and Christ is going to come to redeem it. I don't know that we need to label any particular events that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's helpful to just go, God, this is in your world, your realm. I'm not in the business of predicting. I just think when Christians do that, you know, if we get these verses together and we look through this angle on this Hebrew word, it's like, just relax, everybody. I, I think we're supposed to be faithful in our day and generation and love people, point them to the hope of Jesus, proclaim the good news until he comes. And when he comes, oh, we'll know it. Yeah, right. Like, we're not gonna miss it. So right? COVID in Hebrew doesn't mean this is the end? I don't know. <laughs> Again, but I, I do think people in modern times, we ignore the fact, we presume that the world as we know it is going to continue as we know it. Yeah, right. And if this COVID-19 doesn't cause everyone to stop and go, reality check, the world as we know it, there's no guarantees that are it's going to stay the same yeah. going forward. And so let's seize the day. Let's be faithful to today and not worry about tomorrow and talk about Jesus and share the love of Christ with people. It's good. It doesn't necessarily mean things are going to get easier. I think things could get harder for us, but God is our anchor and our hope. I don't know. I have so much more we could talk about about let's, this. We have a lot more to say about like this, what? but we're like running out of time. Well, like what? Well, I mean, even, let's say it is the end of the world. Ooh. Should we talk about that? I don't know. Maybe Next the, time? 
do the people want to hear about it? If so, if? Yeah. Like, play that out? Is that yeah. what you're talking if about? If it is the end of the world, why are we so freaked out? Even if it is the end of the world. Okay. Next time? Next time. We'll see. See you next time on Real Talk.